Our first B-side session today is a great one. It's actually too bad that Rossella is serving beer already, but Ash Thorpe is an incredibly talented director, designer, and illustrator. A household name in the world of motion graphic design, Ash's work has created a standard by which designers around the world look to for inspiration and a peek into where design is headed. Some of his work includes film tile designs for the Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and X-Men First Class and UI, UI design elements for films and games like James Bond Spectre and Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. Pretty amazing. David O'Reilly is an incredibly talented filmmaker and artist. You may not even know it, but you've already seen his work in the video game sequences of Spike Jonze's Her or in the glitchy 3D animated episode of Adventure Time that he directed. David runs his own independent animation studio in LA and his past short films include award-winning titles such no. Go ahead. <laughs> You're doing great. Award-winning titles such as The External World and Please Say Something. He's recognized as much for his astute grasp of dark abstract comedy as for his unique approach to visual design. Together they're here this morning to talk about everything and anything creative. We're so glad and lucky to have them both here today. Please welcome Ash and David. Hey. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. We're coming through okay? Yeah? Can you guys hear us? Hello? Hello, hello. Hi. Yeah. Check, check. Yeah? Yeah? All right, awesome. Hey, everybody. Um, first and foremost, thank you guys at FITC for putting this together. Um, it's really awesome to be able to congregate and hang out with friends. Um, we're also busy, and it's really great to be able to do this. Usually, um, as you guys know, I do my podcast from my house office, and then I call everybody from Skype, as we are talking about. So these are a, quite a unique experience when we get to hang out with friends in person. And we've been trying to do a podcast with David for quite some time now. And so thanks to FITC, FITC for putting this together. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm super excited. I met David out in Japan. It's the first time we met and we were at another speaking event. And um, for those of you that weren't there, it was probably one of the more, most profound uh, live talks I've seen. <laughs> it was, it was incredible. Um, in Japan, when we did talks, you say a little bit, and then you stop, and then it gets translated. And he came up on the stage, didn't show any images, and he had this most uh, incredible artist statement. I just was, I, I loved it. I was in love with him ever since then, and I, <laughs> I want to talk a little bit. We'll start from there, because that's our origin story. Yeah. And we'll go backwards and talk about your, you know, the beginning of your career. and all My that stuff, origin. So your origin, but our origin, I mean, it was really, um, there were so many things that you had said in that, and the process in which you look at the world as an artist and as a creative, and also your work. And I also think there's something really interesting to be said about the differences of our approach. You know, we're completely opposite almost, but at the same time, I really appreciate where you come from. And it's mm -hmm. almost, I guess the grass is always greener, so. But, yeah, there's different ways to, to go about it, right? Yeah. Yeah, different angles. Yeah. But what, what, what inspired you when you were going through the process of making that talk, you know, thinking about an artist statement, like what's pure to you? Because mm -hmm. a lot of things that you were talking about were very defined, very um, poignant yeah. things that you're talking about and originality and being authentic and, you know. Yeah, it's weird. Like all those topics can be, they're, they're sort of not, a, they're harder to address because you kind of need to have an opinion about it. Yeah. And I had done a lot of talks. I've been speaking for about like on and off for 10 years. So I had done a lot of talks, been to a lot of talks and uh, sort of gone through the motions of showing my portfolio and, you know, talking about the journey of these different projects and so on. But I started wondering like as to uh, how really useful is this story to other people? What am I really what and, and overall like what am i gaining from these years like what am i learning and 
that's really what I wanted to talk about was the overall the 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 I suppose the reality of doing work and, and talking about how uh, and, and managing commercial stuff and personal stuff and just the underlying uh, feelings I have about all of that stuff and what it and so it's harder to go out there and, and say that stuff because I don't know there's something really nice about when you're going through slides the slides kind of dictated it's kind of like doing a weather report you're like well, this is you're <laughs> you literally reflect you're doing a verbal reflection of like what's what's on the screen <clears throat> and I still I, I still think there's a, a big benefit to doing that but I ultimately I started feeling like as I was doing that that it was sort of fake because you only have about an hour when you do these things yeah and you have to skip over huge periods of time in a very with, yeah, yeah with with like a paragraph or two yeah and it's much more complex than that so you never really get to the truth of tell like you might get it if you did one project for an hour you'd really get an idea of what that was like mm. but i felt like i can't really say what it's like so i'll just talk about my uh, philosophy or my feelings or my my uh thoughts on 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 the whole on on creativity as a whole which is more uh uh, which is sort of just the things that go on in my head all of the time. And, mm-hmm. and so, so that's why I wanted to talk about that kind of stuff as opposed to sort of doing, you know, talking about projects. I also think it's weird now because all of our, you know, this, this format uh, evolved really when at a time when not everybody could have all of their work online. And now we all have websites and, and, mm-hmm. and different things. And so sometimes not all of the time, but sometimes I go to things. I'm like, this is just like this. This festival is like Vimeo, uh, Vimeo on full screen. Yeah, uh, and and so how can what, yeah? So what can we do that's different? What can we add? Yeah. How can we go about this in a different way? What do you think that um, is a good takeaway for events like this? Like, yeah, what's what's what should, should somebody take away from an event like this? You know, being inspired or thought provoking or. You know, I've, I've met people that go to these events and, and really their lives are changing. They're in a flux. Like, yeah. you know, I'm living with my parents and, and nothing's working and I want to do creative work, but I can't because I don't have this threshold thing. But yeah, I mean, what do you think they should be getting away from this? Because you're obviously thinking about that as I do as well. Yeah. And, that's, and, that, and that's the thing I really appreciate. It was very punk rock of you. You didn't go like, this is all my work and this and that. You didn't even show that. Mm. You talked about the, the integrity of the artist's spirit and soul and being original and authentic. And it was so cool to do it in Japan too. You know? Yeah. Well, the other thi- well, yeah, where everything is translated and it's pretty, yeah. it's actually much better. It's a really dumb thing to do because everyone wants to just look at something. It's very visual culture there. Yes. But the other thing is that when I talk about that stuff, it's harder to mix in if you have a, uh, a feeling or a thought about uh, animation or whatever, and it's harder to mix that in when you're showing your own work. Yeah. And this is sort of a bit more about the, coming from the last question, which was like, uh, when you, if you have a point of view to express and then you're showing projects, those don't always match up. They yeah. don't always mix up. And so it actually, in a way, you, I have to go out there and say, well, I'm today I'm just an artist person mm-hmm. and I'm going to sp- be speaking to you as, as an artist. And you, you don't have to know my work at all and so it's sort of a divorced thing because sometimes if I would do that with the work you know usually when you're showing work uh, it's probably like maybe it's a year old or you started it in a place where you were mentally a year ago and then you're you've moved on and so you're it's it's harder to so and, and I'm much interest, more interested in capturing that like where you are now kind yeah, of thing and it's harder same. to do when you're showing older stuff you know it is I mean, are, do you have that conflict as you're going through time as a career do you look back at your old work and go reflect on your old self or are you constantly looking forward I mean when you do 
when you have a situation like an like FITC, you kind of have to you have to open up all those old ones. Yeah, and, or yeah, and I hate doing that. I got same. so sick of doing that uh, because. Do you like your old work? Do you look at it? Is it memories that you like are fond of, or is there something that you're fond of, and then things that you aren't so much? I I think you stop enjoying it in a in a way. I don't really enjoy uh, my own work, and and I think the case with animation uh, is you you end up looking at every scene a hundred times, right? Mm, and yeah. you're just iterating and iterating. And then by the time you uh, finish it, I mean, you still, you know, the finishing point is always kind of arbitrary. There's always things you could go in and fix. Yeah, it's never, it's never yeah. done. And so I always feel it's like this, there's like this timeline that happens. So right after it, you're kind of just like, I hope this is okay. Maybe mm. people like it, maybe people don't. But it's kind of making you cringe because there's other things, you're, you're kind of making excuses for it. Like maybe... You, you know, people say, "Oh, that was great," and then, but you kind of need feel the need to counteract that and go, "Yeah, but we really wanted to do this and whatever," sure. and you're kind of apologizing for it. But then, after time, you look back, and which is your real question: Would you look back and then you you can you accept it for all of the flaws, and you, mm. there's a kind of you can enjoy it in that way. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm there's things that I've done that I, that have made me like really cringe and <laughs> and think of like what was I thinking but then over longer periods of time I think oh that was all for the best and sure you know and the things that usually make you cringe are when you're being really honest or you're being really like raw yeah. and uh how important is that to you being raw about your work I don't know I think we all should be kind I think being honest is good yes raw is, I don't know these words are can sound kind of corny but it's sure. it's it, we should approach try and be honest it's much easier to be in general, to be dishonest and to you know get around and be cool and sure. uh, and or follow the herd. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but your other question is interesting. It's like, what do people get? What do, what should people get from a a, a conference from an, from a yeah. creative conference? It's hard to. It's a hard one. Yeah, I don't know because I don't know what inspiring means. Like, it's a word that gets used a lot, but I, yeah. it's like, what does that really mean? Does it mean that I I think I get the best thing I've gotten is like you go, go out of a thing you're like I just have to get back to my work mm-hmm. and I have to that's inspiring yeah that, that is kind of what I suppose it means and so that's a really good that's a good thing and then but also just to not feel so alone because I think most uh, not feel that whatever especially what's going on in your head about your career about what you think about your medium that you feel less uh, that you, you feel like good about that you don't feel as um as uh because you know most people get into this because it's because we're all kind of strange people and we it tends to be we're trying to find soulmates i think right there's an yeah there's a huge social uh, thing and and there's a social thing in the outward way like meeting people but then also in the like internal way of like being i like i am this is part of a, a bigger thing and it's uh uh somehow my burden feels like lightened by the fact that I know that other people are out there dealing with the same things. Mm-hmm. And that's a positive thing, yeah. you know, and I, I get that from, uh, from these things. And when, when you go out and meet, it's humbling. It's like, it's, and, and, uh, also you get to put like f- faces to work and mm. normally our lives are behind the screen and, you know, we're, it's an anonymous, you're kind of just expressing yourself through your, Work and it's 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 good that you can go and meet these people and see mm-hmm. you know what what kind of because your work becomes your avatar to the world until you yeah. actually meet them in person yeah and, oh, especially this with this a, stuff yeah. especially with visual art like mm-hmm. that's really like what is what you're putting out there uh, in front not everybody some people are like characters and whatever sure. but but I think I uh, I think I think with with us and with most people here it's 
that's what's representing you. And I like that. That's good. Yeah. yeah. How connected are you in your person as your like your soul, your creative to your work? Are you one and the same or do you like to separate the worlds? You also I want to talk about passion, mm. balancing passion and paid projects too and how, kind of how you navigate those waters cuz that can be very com- complex, right? Sure. Just keeping that dynamic so yeah. How connected are you to your work? I mean, do you live to work or do you work to live or are they both the same? Yeah, I don't know. I think those are both the polarities and mm. most lo- most of life is through the middle. Okay. And uh, I, it's really hard to separate. And like I said, there's an element of with projects. I mean, the ideal project, you can it can change as you work on it. Mm-hmm. And those are probably the most representative of what you might call you or you're, being, you're not being as restricted. Because usually in the case of uh, let's take uh, a normal animation uh, production. Things are frozen early on, and then you're basically filling in gaps, and making it look, you know, making it look prettier and like sure. polishing it up. But basically, that's if that's a representation of you. It's frozen in time from like six months ago or a year ago or whatever. Um, and I don't know. I think that I think my films and the games stuff now are very uh, personal things that I'm totally being 100 percent on. Like myself with and, mm. and 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 really trying to communicate stuff because it's very authentic and it's very much a way. It's not like Call of Duty or something. What you're making in your game, right? Yeah, there's no you know, filter. There's no yeah. like. I'm not. I it's don't have you. Yeah, and what you're interested in. Yes. How great is that feeling that you're interested in something? It's the best. It's, it's the best. And when people respond to it. Yeah, that, that's what we live you. for. Yeah, I think I think when we have a situation when you're not impeded or there's no, mm. uh, you don't have a superior and you're just uh, able to get an idea and then manifest it, that's what I think this whole thing is about. It's yes. total privilege. It's yeah, really uh, it amazing to get to do it. And I, I take you know certain sacrifice for it. I don't make that much money and mm-hmm. everything goes into the the work and and uh i but it's it's totally worth it you know i don't have yeah 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 yeah. but this is your this is your choice though and that's the thing right yes you are choosing to say like not take a corporate job or make money or actually a large amounts of money yeah um perhaps it will obviously you don't know these things right yeah there's a bigger risk you don't you just throw it out there and see what happens so yes um do you feel that internal risk on a daily basis does that fuel your creativity? You know, I that, do feel the I feel it all the time because I'm spending my own money. Okay, and it's not like it's I have, really good though. It's responsible. Like you're feeling every every moment. Yeah, right? no, definitely. I like that feeling of the the. I like feeling fear and uh, risk and uh, that 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 mystery of how something will do. Mm. It's easier on a on a commercial project because um, no matter. Even if you're the director, it sort of is. If there's, if it's a disaster, mm-hmm. uh, there, it kind of, it's, it, it doesn't all fall on you. People will say, well, that's a, uh, well, you know, that's Coke's fault, or that's whatever's, you know, whoever sure. the client, or this, or the production company. You're kind of uh, less at risk in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but uh, on the day to day level, yeah, I feel I'm. I mean, I don't have. It's not like. I mean, especially with the case of my current project, it's like it's I'm spending everything that until I. Uh, this is your video game, right? The new video game is like I, I will be completely broke at mm. the end of it, like zero. <laughs> and when I finished Mountain, it was the same situation. My bank account was absolutely zero when that thing finished. So you're repeating the process. Yeah, is that part of the, the experience for you? I think now, it probably, hopefully not always, because I would love to have like a yard <laughs> and a dog and stuff. But I, I, I don't have any of, like you know what I mean. I have a very small, I have a humble life. I live pretty frugally, uh, but I'm able to. Uh, 
uh, work on uh, work on what I want for extended periods of time. That's the cost, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you, you have a daughter, right? That's correct. Yeah. And like that, that's an ama- like that must be the most incredible thing to have mm-hmm. and to like experience life through somebody's eyes growing up and who's part of you. And it's interesting. Yeah. 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 And and but that would be like that's something where. Uh, I know that if if I have a child, like it's a huge, it's it's going to change that life. So I won't be able to be doing this kind of thing for you know forever. Um, but depends. nonetheless, it depends. It depends. Yeah. 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 I mean, perhaps. But you're never going to starve your kid. You can starve yourself. Yeah, you couldn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah of course. I mean, you got to take responsibility, right? So yeah. I mean, that's important. I mean, the the idea of taking risks, though, and also like I, I admire for me from my perspective too. I I, I like to look at everything and, and see the trends, and, and mm. I watch and I follow. Kind of, I'm interested be, to see how things get. Or, created obviously yeah but knowing and seeing your formula for from going you know taking your passion having these choices and then going through the habits because it seems like we're constantly repeating habits yes and so ones that work ones that work hopefully but the oddity of being a human sometimes we do the ones that don't work and we keep bashing our head and that becomes insanity but yeah uh, or or a severe coke addiction yes severe coke addiction (laughs) um but what i want to go now is is talk about you as a child you know, uh-huh. are, are you connected still still, still a child are yeah. you still are you do you still feel that you're connected to your childlike self or do you feel like you're slowly well like when you say childlike self you're implying that it's a separate thing sure but are I you really, one in the same are yeah you... i think so i mean it, there's that thought experiment of like if you like the voice inside your head is that is that a very different one than what it was when you're five years old sure and i really think i'm the same person like yeah. when i meet new people and when I, you know, those awkward things that you have in school and how, whatever that is, like I've definitely, I'm more confident and et cetera, there's other things that have come around, but that really deep like nature that we have, mm. I think is still very much all there. And I think the act of when you're working on, on projects and you get to create stuff, I mean, it's really, and, and especially if you don't have a boss, I mean, there's two, the, the, the one time you really get to do that when you're a kid, I always say like a kid with the crayons uh, drawing something is mm-hmm. really like has like a like a that's like being a god and it, and then you get and then you don't usually we have that creative power and then we go on through life and then we end up doing creative careers but often have uh, you you getting to make stuff you're getting to do drawings and maybe you get much better and you can draw like realistically or beautifully and whatever but you don't have that same uh, but 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 often you don't have that same freedom that you have nobody looking over your shoulder doing whatever you want sure. and I feel like that uh, in in that sense like uh, the 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 level of play that that you have as a kid is something that we're trying to get to the situation of mm-hmm. as creative adults. Isn't that weird, right? It's almost like we're trying to go full circle. Yeah, I think yeah. you have to unlearn. You have to get back to being Unlearning. a kid. Yeah, yeah. 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 And there's a process to that, right? Yeah, and then still keep. You still you can't go completely over the edge because you still have to pay bills and you know communicate and mm. not talk like a baby. Uh, <laughs> but when you get, but but uh, certainly uh, on on a creative level, there's uh, a childlike state of mind that is that that's good. That's yeah. a positive thing to have rather than taking yourself very seriously as a grown up. I mean, that whole thing you go through when you're a teenager, like I need to be grown up. I need to be like, make sure I'm mature and I'm definitely not my age. I'm, I'm pretty much smarter, smart as an 18 year old, like (laughs) that kind of thing. You, you, it's, it becomes more and more, you you know, you think you, it's good to take yourself seriously for a while. And then, 
after a while it's like you realize oh, what was that's a whole not necessary sure. thing to do like who cares yeah it's you like know? putting on a suit and tie yeah it feels uncomfortable at, at a point you're like, i want to put my pajamas on put yeah. sweatpants on and get uh-huh. to work. yeah yeah so that's kind of going into the realm of balance of between as you said you see them as polar opposites and you're trying to go right in between the two right mm. so um how do you manage well, i see that as all life i think there's always sure. there's polarities everywhere and we're just sort of finding our way through the middle yeah and how how is the journey for you i mean how are you are you making defined choices do you do lists or like you prioritizing things do you have like due dates on certain things mm. i mean how do you manage the the passion part of it which mm. is the, the children the child with the crowns right and also like it's bedtime you know i gotta <laughs> you know do you do you have a process in which you yeah navigate the two worlds or yeah I just, it it's, it's true because you do need to have a sort of rigorous sort of discipline to all this stuff yeah and you know for the current thing we didn't start with a deadline and maybe that was a bad decision but it's also the best it's the, mm. so great to get to enjoy the process and not mm. know where it ends so but i do i am pretty rigorous about certain things like i i do make lists every day i'm obsessed with to-do lists okay do and you write them on paper or i write i have a method that i've that's unchanged for at least 10 years okay. and maybe it's to the point of being a ritual yeah where i i could change it but i'm so stuck in this way and it really works that i'm like maybe if i change it i'll just stop being <laughs> functional so sure i i i do this thing i get an a4 page and i fold it four ways so i have a vertical list okay and then i when do you do this I actually, uh usually or? like i yeah usually the day before like the friday before Smart. yeah i can fit four days under this thing okay and i try and get like eight it's usually eight 13 things uh, I'll, I'll do a list and once I have that I'm extremely productive and then without that if I just don't if I run out of all the things I don't have Same. I, I, I probably produce like 30, 30% as much as I 30, would yeah, yeah it's, it's really strange it's yeah. an open ended thing so I need that sort of carrot on a stick in, to, in a way mm. um, and I can't tell if that's what's working or if when you don't have the list, you're actually getting stuff done, but you don't have the crossed out thing to look at. Sure. But the other element is like actually physically crossing stuff out. I Feels haven't. Good. It hasn't worked. These online I can't do to do lists. It yeah. doesn't work for me. I have me. to have the paper. But I mean, yeah, same. Yeah. And I'm normally not like that. Like my whole attitude to animation was like, we don't need paper. Yeah. Like you know, we, we <laughs> like we can we've evolved past. We can just make this stuff digital. It's all sure. just the same. But weirdly, with to do lists, there's, so, there's something about crossing something off sure. physically that. Uh, that is that is somehow a reward and then it keeps you going yeah well it exists in the physical realm right and there's something to be said about that physical realm yeah we haven't fully separated from that no we might want to but i don't think we. when do you think we will um uh 2074 i don't know like uh it's i don't don't, that do you believe in that you know like the the evolution where we're going to go and no i don't actually think we're going to leave our bodies i mean what do you know i I really don't i think this whole regress no, I think I think we'll just go along as we are now, and uh, we're. I think this idea there's a big meme, uh, the singularity, uh, where we'll upload our consciousness and then uh, live forever. And I think it's so it gets a lot of ink mm-hmm. and it gets a lot of airtime. Yeah, and there are people there are people that have careers just saying this, and I think it's total nonsense. Yeah, because it's based on this idea that somehow intelligence can be downloaded or that it's not something that's it's not in, authentic. Or, though. Well, it's not. I just feel like we're physical beings and we're like everything that goes on in our mind is a, is a is a physical process relating to the body. It's not it's not we think of it as a separate it's the whole premise of it is the separation of mind and body. And yeah. uh I think I think we're as much defined by 
the size of our feet as or as the our you know how our eyeballs are how we interact is so physical and we're you know we're still apes yeah. and I um, mean look at the hair I mean we got hair on our well, yeah we got hair on our faces but like, our body hasn't got the memo that our mind has closed now and it's, right yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah so how do you if you're some blob of data um, uh, do you have a beard is yeah. there a beard fixed onto that yeah right glasses do you need glasses if you're in there you know? yeah yeah I just don't know yeah it is. Would you want to? Would you? Would you like? No, let's not say at Towards all. the end of your life, and they are saying, "Hey, David, we're going to take all your memories and take everything, and we're going to put you in the cloud." No. You wouldn't want to do that. Absolutely not. I'm. I'm so excited about dying. You're excited I, about dying? I, I think if you get if you get to live if you get to live, you have to accept that you're going to die. It's true. And yeah. I think this idea of living forever is uh, it's very desirable. Sure, it's a nice idea, but uh, it's it's just. Uh, it's it's just chasing impossibility sure i i think uh whatever i th- i think we uh, we should enjoy i i'm embrace i embrace getting older and uh i hope to get a few more things done hmm. but i think You're still I think it's young, part, though, right? part of the game is, is that we have to die sure yeah and that, and that, well, it's i guess off it's true and and i think knowing that we do have an end date it's just like the list and then mm-hmm. there's a i think i'm the same way i have the same viewpoint on it it's it's um I accept the idea that I'm going to die, mm. and then I embrace the idea, and it makes me work harder. Mm. So I start yeah. to think about that. In a, That's your dead deadline, yeah, literally yeah. deadline. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, deadline. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, I mean, I go to the point where I, I mean, you guys will see in the talk, but I break my whole life down into weeks, and I look at where I've been and where I'm at here. Oh, that's great. Yeah. How much more I possibly have, and then how much harder I need to work to get the things that I want done. Yeah. Do do you have big life goals? I mean, do you have, you have your, your quartered up paper, your eight. Yeah. But do you have things in your mind? Is it, do you, do you personify? Do you write it down? Do you- I, I used to have more of an idea of timeline and, and, and worry about that. I don't anymore. Okay. I, I really when was think- the change for that. Like when did that happen? Uh, a few years ago, I think, I think when you're younger, you're more defined by your age a lot more. And I remember being young and, being like, what? How good was Egon Schiele at drawing at twenty one sure. or twenty two sure. or twenty three? And then, how good was Michelangelo at this? And you know, you, did you do that? Did you go back and go oh, yeah, and yeah, figure yeah. out like where they were at that time? Oh yeah, because yeah, it's, it's could, easy to see somebody's life work, and then you're like, oh well, I, I can't do that. And, and yeah. but, but if you go back and go like, of course he started from somewhere. Yes, or she yeah, yeah, yeah. From somewhere. They, yes, they, we all have origin points, you know. Like, Absolutely, you don't just come out and go like, bam, like gold. You know, it's it's an earned process. So. It's an earned process, but I was, but I, I think. And I think it's normal to, you know, I often find that online you notice everyone has profiles and people, if you're under 25, very often people be like, I'm a 20 X year old designer that I'm 24 year old, 25 after 25, it stops happening. It's true. And yeah. I, I, yeah. I think you just sort of I become, it's just yeah. merit anymore. Yeah. It's not like, wow, it's so, so impressive. No, it's so impressive for a 32 year old designer, but, yeah. but it might be impressive for 21 year old design. You know what I mean? Sure. Or whatever. And, uh, and, and so in general, I just think, um, I don't think about the overall timeline as much. I think about, uh, what I would love to be able to say with the things I have right now. Mm. And, uh, I don't, I, and maybe that's a bad thing. I don't know. I, I know what the current project uh, I really assumed I'd be finished by now. I'd be able to come to FITC and be like on vacation, just like enjoy <laughs> it and like share it, and people would be playing it. And uh, but that's not the case. It's just go, it, it's gone on for longer than I, I I thought. But at the same time, I don't regret that, and I I uh, I feel like every day I work on it, I just go really day to day, and I think uh, I'm so lucky I got to add this element in and sure. that element in, and 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 they're all very tiny things. What I work on day to day, so. Uh, I really low level stuff, but, um, 
but but it's really satisfying to me and I, it makes me more happy that when people actually play it it won't certain elements won't be compromised you know mm. so yeah but you're kind of like necessarily as evolving from doing a, a video where you're making interactive experiences yes yeah how rewarding is that because it's a whole different realm basically, yeah and you're getting this feedback but it's it's the evolution it really is i would i would say i mean it's it's i mean when you have when you make an animation or a video it's it's like a very curated experience you say you know sit here i'm gonna have a frame right here you're gonna yeah. look in my world yeah this is what i'm gonna tell you yeah but in the video game they go well let me look around let's see what i know and you can get away with so much stuff with yeah. with renders with oh, after effects yeah <laughs> there's so many ways of like so much i mean you look behind any of my sets in 3d and there's just nothing there <laughs> you look i mean there's so many uh even like little things i've little cheats uh, that I I can get away with because you know the back whatever like you know you only have to worry about the angle that you have to worry about yeah. and in games you can't you can't <laughs> yeah. every angle needs to you be hide, like yeah. nice looking and yeah. so yeah it's but so you said they're different they're really different as mediums but the process the day to day process there's a lot of overlap and okay. I think when you have a, se- a good sense of design when you when you enjoy 3D as a medium uh, there's a, a, a tra- the translation uh, from one to the other. Uh, was not that huge and mm. I've always rendered uh, my 3D work my animation work from play blast basically real time renders you okay. know I do these straight re- I don't do software so I end up uh, so I was always trying to get to this place where we could where, where you would have this direct feedback where render I was never that interested in rendering some people are like you and people and you know yeah. really great at getting into the renders yeah. and like really pushing what a render what kind of sucks thing to be honest though. well it's it's tough it's so it, it really sucks because yeah. here's the thing is like you, there's a delay between your input and the output that you get it and sucks. I know that's smaller now yeah but it's, it's the gap is getting very the small. gap like, yeah. is, is getting very small and that's a really positive thing but ultimately like when I was thinking about 3D in the beginning I was saying why do people think why is this considered an inexpressive art form this you get that's sort of a common uh, uh, th- thought about it is that and I, the more i thought about what's an expressive medium well i'd say maybe the most is maybe music mm. uh, because there's this output le- that what happens when you uh, pull a string over a cello is just so instantaneous you mm. feel something it's right there yeah. but with uh, a 3d thing it's like well you got to build you got to model you <laughs> thing yeah. and then you hit render and then you go to sleep and then maybe tomorrow so and then maybe you'll get a feeling out of that it sucks. so that's so there's a gap like the the you know what i mean this yeah. origin point of the I idea know. and then the end point of the reception and so th- this is like really far away with mm. rendered stuff and so the closer you can bring it to real time, uh, the the I mean, you know, and that's why I, th- I think things like dreams and tilt brush and these new these new real time things where p- people are able to m- real time get around stuff. It's going to I mean, imagine being five years old and getting that's your first experience with three D. So un- unbelievable, yeah. Yeah, I mean, really, yeah. when you it's look fantastic. at where things are going, you have like Marmoset and all these different applications where yes. you can just basically instead of sending your client or working with somebody on your team, instead of sending them a two D image, yeah, they can look around it and evolve. Yeah. It. It's like wow, like it's it's really evolving. And it's it's evolving and then it's also getting to a point where a client can ask for anything. Yeah, that's scary. And like I remember my friend uh uh I don't know if I could say his name. I won't say his name. His name is Fayez Jeffrey. And uh, he's a a great... Yeah, he's a great uh, 3D artist. And he he did a lot of, like, uh, magazine illustrations. Mm. And he does, like, character work. Okay. And uh, they're always... He he tends to do a lot of shiny characters. They're very... like I always describe it as, like, fuck fuck you artificiality to them. Sorry if... I don't know if I could say that. It's a podcast, right? That's right. Um, So I... But he... His clients... 
he was one of the first people to do this, like mm-hmm. you know, early ray tracing stuff. And his clients were always like, uh, wow, it must, you know, I think he was in this situation where it was like his clients thought it was really hard to do reflections. Like he had to get really in there because to paint a reflection is really uh, hard. Yeah, it's very difficult. So he'd be able to charge a lot more to add reflections to things. <laughs> he'd be like, because they're really hard to do, you know, they're just so, so much detail in those reflections. Uh, but now, of course, you just drag it like Marmoset and things like that. Sure. You, you're, dra- you're getting these, these Real very, time. very game engine stuff. Yeah. Game engine stuff. And that's what's. I mean, you know, even in even in the world of of normal renders now, GPUs are being used. Yeah, and so that's it, what I use. Now. That's what you use, yeah. and uh, and so it, it seems to be uh, amazing for that. that. That said, it doesn't mean that er, that animation will become games. I think there's always this amazing uh, a place for the, it. Yeah, 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 books, yeah. books will always be uh, books will hopefully. Yeah, yeah. yeah, hopefully. Do you read? I do read. Okay, I what, think. What are what are, what are this, the things that you like enjoy reading? Do you uh, do it for pleasure, or is it more of a a process of development. Yeah, I, I read. I read a lot of things. I don't. I don't read uh, fiction particularly. Okay. Uh, I like no uh, Harry Potter's. None of that. Stuff. No, I never got into it. I used to try and force myself, but I. It never really held <laughs> held my interest. I can imagine you in bed. Oh, I'm gonna read this Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> force myself into this. Yeah. I, I, used, to do, <laughs> I used to do that with with different things. I read. Uh, I, I, I love uh, philosophy. I love reading old texts. Yeah. I, lo- I love thinking. You read about the Bible the backwards. I read one. Right. Oh, that was a lie. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I've read a good. I've read good chunks of the Bible. Okay. I, I, What's your I, thoughts on the Bible from reading it? Well, uh, the Bible is like I think one common mistake is that, uh, and I'm not religious, but like the and it's really nice to read it without without like this if, thinking if about it from that perspective yeah, yeah of course but it's not like people say i don't like the bible i like the bible it's like a collection of books by totally different authors over yeah, huge, huge times time. yeah yeah and so so that's a body of work that's yeah. a real it's like saying my favorite book is like that library over there yeah it's just a it's a you know what i mean it doesn't make any sense absolutely and yeah. also if you say like i live by the bible well you can't do that because like this, this thing contradicts itself in other places but that yeah. doesn't mean there's not like uh, amazing parts of it and oh, so yeah. Uh, like that's why it still exists. It's why it still exists. Yeah. Uh, and and there are whole sections of it that are pure philosophy. And I think like Ecclesiastes is one I I, mm. I think is amazing. I've read a number of times. I've heard about that? Yeah, it's is where it, is it very deep? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's it very hard? simple. No, it's very it's very easy. Okay. And um, it's it's just really talking about actually stuff that's very relative to to creativity. Uh, it's the one one where the the famous line "There's nothing new under the sun" mm-hmm. comes from, and we have a lot of there's a lot of talks and a lot of people like to talk about originality and uh also like everything's a remix this idea and so on and uh this was talking about it way back then it's a fascinating book at least two thousand years old anonymous author talking about how well you think that's new actually that's been going on forever you think that's new that's been this has all been going on forever so it 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 takes this uh it's an incredibly um uh philosophical text that absolutely is not i think the popular notion is the Bible is somehow forcing this idea. And so this is just written by this guy on yeah. some scroll that was like important enough that he was like, I, or she was like, I need to uh, uh, condense this, this wisdom into this thing. And anyway, I don't want to keep talking about that. No, but, it's great. Yeah. It's, it's good to know that. And, and I, I remember it always reminds me of this quote that um, nature holds the patent to all originality, which mm. is interesting because we're just reflecting on our yes. environments, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, we have five minutes left. What I wanted five to Five minutes left? I know. We've gone by fast. We'll have to do a part two. Okay? Sure, yeah. Because you're in LA. I'll come out to LA and we'll okay. hang out. We'll do, do that. that. Okay? Yeah. Um, you guys want a part two of this? 
Because we're just literally getting started. So. I literally was just like, let's, when are we starting? Yeah, let's, yeah, yeah let's, like, because we could go on for a long time. Yeah, yeah. We had a lot of great conversations in Japan too, which yeah. is an amazing trip. Totally yeah. memorable. What I want to do now is um, open the floor to any questions for the last five minutes. If you guys have any direct questions, um, anything out there, you can raise your hand. And if you just say it loud enough, and if you guys don't have questions, it's fine. We can continue, but you have a lot of questions. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's let's describe it for people that are listening. So he's wearing a very. How would we describe this? It's very. It's a long sleeve T-shirt. Did you get it in Japan? I didn't get it in Japan. This is uh, by a Tweety artist called Kim Lawton, who's an amazing artist. Does anybody know his work? Yep. Great. One person. You got it yet? I heard it yet. <laughs> I'll say. I'll say. Kim is one of the like most uh, interesting 3D artists I've seen in a long time. Okay. He does fantastic work. Uh, uh, how could you check? Anyway, just Google Kim Lawton. But he uh, occasionally he's based in. He's an English guy based in uh, I think Shanghai, mm. and uh, he makes. Sometimes he makes garments and things. We did a project together called Hyper Real CG. Do you know this thing? Uh, no. So it's a thing where we posted. We're, we loved like 3D cliches, and we used to post <laughs> pictures on this blog uh, called Hyper Real CG, and they were just <laughs> photographs, but they looked like CG cliches. Like you get like, <laughs> like the HDRI stuff. Yeah, yeah, like like just some like architectural rendering or something. <laughs> but it was just a photo of a cl- of a nice building, yeah. uh, or like <laughs> picture of an old like, man's Whoa. face, or like a warrior. But they were all photographs, yeah. and so there was a bunch <laughs> of articles written like, "Wow, CG is now." indistinguishable from <laughs> photographs uh so uh but his 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 work is fantastic and he and so this is a t-shirt Are these renders uh yeah he made he made all of these 3d objects and awesome. they're all based on this is a long story but um it, i think it's all based on this one website called taobao and and that's like i, I suppose like an ebay in china okay and uh, they sell all sorts of random products that like just random stuff with LEDs and plastics and sex toys and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> and um, he has a, a Tumblr blog called Taobao Media where he literally just takes images from this unbelievably bonkers website <laughs> and posts them. And uh, and he made a t-shirt devoted to Taobao Media. And so, so now you're wearing, you're wearing his I'm wearing his, his work. Tumblr. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, he's, uh, so yeah. That's a good question because I was going to ask him that. So thank you for doing that. Uh, next question. Okay, so one of my favorite videos of yours is the one where the uh, people climb to the top of the mountain when the cat comes out. Oh, yeah. Uh, crystal flaw is just insane. Uh-huh. It feels like pure it. It's just insane. So I just want to know, how do you translate those ideas, those just pure creative ideas into the... Uh, so, so for those that didn't listen, yeah. I didn't hear. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so you're talking about one of the videos and how you're processing your authentic ideas. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, that one was uh how to translate that well um uh it's it's one of those because th- i have to translate the process into english which is the first stage which is hard because actually that was one of those things where i was lucky enough to again just isolate myself for a month and be like let's just do this thing and some of them some of that stuff was just images in my head that were just persisted for a long time you know the way sometimes you get an idea and you get lots of ideas and then over time certain ones just stick around and you're like there's something about that that I really like and so there was a collection of those and the two characters in it I've always loved and they're from like based on I saw them I saw one of them in uh, Goya painting a Spanish artist and uh, it was of a pagan procession through Spain like 500, 300 years ago, and there was pagan, so maybe these, this character design was somehow that, like 
thousands of years old. I don't know. But it was just an incredible character that like just burned into my brain. And I was like, I have to use that for something. That's one element. And then uh, uh, Floating Cat Head was another element that came out of this other thing. And then mm-hmm. Head of Walt Disney. And just all of these these things were somehow combined. And then, uh, and then you just... The same, like they're just different random elements that combine to form this molecule of an idea, and uh, that I don't ever, and something like that is abstract. I don't ever have to justify that to anybody, and so you end up with something that's really different or you know abstract, and and but I mean maybe that's why I find it hard to describe right now is because I just fought, was following a kind of an instinct, yeah. and. When you have to translate things to language, usually you're reducing them in some form. You ever, you know, when you're pitching an idea, it's like it's never quite. You're like you kind of have to be like, trust me, because this is going to be way better than my words could ever do justice to. Mm-hmm. And so that's uh, was. But the process was just sitting down for a month and being just opening up, uh, try, uh, you know, starting with these certain start points that were hanging around for a while, and. Uh, trying to give them some structure and, you know, did a little thumbnail and, and just started going about it. And it was a very quick uh, process because of no explanation, no pitch, no real detailed storyboards or concept art. It was just straight from the software kind of so thing. It's like creating like a game. Yeah, really, really just play. Just play and I think uh, more uh, more of a kind of a musical way of working. I think when like a, if a, uh, and you know it's kind of corny to compare oneself to a musician or whatever because I think that's in a way the purest expression in some ways but like if you heard a song it's hard to d- disconnect all the various elements and be like where did that come from but it just happens when you're with the software and uh, I think Square Pusher once said in an interview a line that I liked was that this is like when you make a thing it's like a souvenir of your experience with the com- with the computer or the software mm, yeah. for that period of time and I, I thought that was interesting yeah, yeah. It's a very accurate yeah. thing I think so yeah, yeah. so it's just awesome. yeah just a he had a song called Just a Souvenir I think as well and that, <laughs> and that was uh, and so yeah it's just getting to sit down with the software getting really into it and, and, and trying to enjoy that process yeah that's an, imagine how you most of your processes are right if i get the chance to if i'm doing uh working on my own stuff yeah exactly yeah yeah yeah. and that's where you're happiest then uh yeah for sure for sure yeah well i mean this has been great um i literally feel like we're just getting started yeah i I wanted to talk about her i want to talk about adventure time music you know origin even more of your those stories are way better yeah and we'll get really (laughs) deep in the bible next time yeah we'll get in we'll we'll hang out and we'll read the bible word for word okay yeah we'll we'll narrate it because so um but yeah thank you guys so much thank you so much thank you to david and that concludes this week's episode massive thank yous going out to FITC and of course our guest David O'Reilly for sharing his time and his thoughts with us this has been a bit of a shorter episode and we're really uh, I know we're just getting started we will be working on getting a part two to continue our thoughts and ideas from this conversation as always you can find links to David's work and all of the show notes for this week's episode at thecollectivepodcast.com slash 130130 along with links to our Facebook Twitter and iTunes podcast page have an amazing day everybody and again we'll be back with regular episodes soon enough so until then be powerful be prolific peace out